0: This episode of the Gentleman's Scofflaw Podcast is brought to you by Patreon and the Gentleman's Law merchandise page. Go to GentlemanScofflaw.com. In the menu, click the support or shop links to help support the show. You are listening to the Gentleman's Scofflaw Podcast. Listener beware. Rise and shine the
1: liquor store.
2: I ain't got time for moping, I best be on my way. Well, I still got time to save my reputation. Time to go day drinking in this dirty little town!
0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Gentleman's Golf Law Podcast, the podcast for the rebel and the renaissance man. I'm your host, Jordan Crowder, and with me in person, as usual, is the Don donovan fowler yo and all the way up in the great white north is johnny boy how you guys doing
1: hi i'm
0: doing just fine i think i think we got that intro down now right i mean in the beginning it was hard to do in the earlier episodes yeah yeah yeah, we were a little like uh you know all over the (laughs) place you're 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 the master of
1: ceremonies you 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 nail it mc i um, still have trouble with it to be honest oh
0: yeah um well uh, nobody cares what you think john you're in canada um you do know how uh, great right you are keep your mouth shut canada is america's hat all right, uh, let's <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Let's start off with a little bit of housekeeping. What do we got to drink there, Donovan? All right, today we are
3: drinking uh, Stillhouse Original Moonshine, America's finest 100 percent corn whiskey. Oh, nice! Which uh, comes in a lovely little—you can't call it a bottle because it's a can.
0: It looks like a gas can. Uh, it looks like a paint thinner. Yeah, it looks <sighs> like paint thinner.
3: You could easily hide it in your garage during Prohibition, and nobody would know. Camp, yeah. Camping um, fuel.
0: This, this comes courtesy of uh, Justin Hilden. Gave us this, and um, uh,
3: you know the biggest perk of uh, corn whiskey is uh, gluten free.
0: Gluten free. Oh, nice. Ooh. Good. All right, let's pour that. We got them in the Glen Caron glasses. We're being fancy tonight. But what do you got there, John?
1: Coors Light. Coors Light. Fancy.
0: Let's let's, ta- let's taste this for a sec here, because mm. you know what? It almost smells like it smells like scotch. Like there's a peaty, almost like a smokiness, kind of peatiness to it, right? Is that just me? I don't know. I don't to, let's drink that. And see. You
3: know what it smells like to
0: me? Hmm. For some odd reason, Wonder Bread. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> you know, know what, why? though? I, just, I think I'm having a stroke. I just sipped it, and I get that in the taste. Wonder Bread. Hmm. A little bit of Wonder Bread and a little bit of scotch. It's My, good. Mine tastes like Coors Light.
3: <laughs> so folks if you yeah. like to soak your wonder bread in scotch <laughs> you are in, in for a good a treat.
0: it's kind of like you know like a birth almost like you know when you get like birthday cake flavored yeah. ice cream it almost kind of yeah, feels it like it that a little bit It's got
3: a nice uh you know afterburn on the esophagus and going it's, on.
0: yeah it's actually pretty smooth um and i am smoking my um uh gosh what's it what's it what's the name of this company dwarf pipe it's my little dwarf cu- pipe <laughs> i can't remember the name of it uh it's not It's not Rossi. What is it? It's barracini. It's another, it's another (laughs) time. (laughs) And in it, I've got some leftover from last year, some pumpkin spice uh, blend, which I I don't remember Mm -hmm. who made it, but How fortuitous. Yeah, I know. Perfect. Perfect for this month. And later on, on the show, we're going to have our friend, uh, John Sippity, uh, director of the documentary film, The Dating Project. A good friend of Donovan's, and I've known him for a couple of years. Great guy. Good guy. It'll be fun to talk to him about that. Very interesting subject matter, too, the movie. So um, Great guy and uh, even better filmmaker. I don't so. know if that says much about him, though.
3: <laughs> I Yeah, you know what? No, he never played back to me. I, I I think I may have done him a disservice. I'll have to apologize to him.
1: What's going on in your guys' weeks, John? I had an adventure this week. Do tell. I've been driving for almost 20 years, and... I have never, ever picked up a hitchhiker until this week. Um, I, I, I thought, you know, I, this could go one of two ways. Either it's a pleasant ride, I drop them off down the road, and all is well. Or, well, yeah, you know, we've all seen Joyride. Yeah. You know, in America, Journey we call it. So- Here
3: in the United States, we call that Ubering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no no
1: money was exchanged So he gets in the car And uh, I said okay where are you going He says the main thoroughfare down the road So we get there He says oh no drop me at the mall So as we're driving he says you know what drop me at the next mall So I'm like okay no problem and then I started thinking, you know, this is getting a little weird. He keeps asking for more, more, more. And then when we get to the, the second mall, which is in a seedy part of town, uh, he asked me some for some money for the bus. And I said, sorry, I don't carry cash. I only carry my plastic. And he said, well, come in with me and buy me food. So I thought, this is the last time I do this. <laughs>
0: <You> <laughs> he didn't him say now, thank so you. That's it? <laughs> That's it. That's it. He didn't. That's it. That's, he's, well, If you a, give th- a
3: mouse a ride. <laughs> that's so that's I, exactly. That's exactly you come back
0: from that's, that. that's insane. I, I remember. Um my dad. My dad always used to in downtown Montreal. When somebody would want something, he wouldn't give them cash because he didn't want to support like a bad habit. If that's what they needed, if he if they said they wanted food, he'd take them into whatever restaurant was nearby, and they would get food. And I remember this one time when we were at Wendy's. Um, this guy was asking for for money. He's like, "You can well you." I don't have any cash, but you want to go inside and uh, grab a Wendy's, and he's like, and he's like, oh really, sure, and he went in and he was ordering off the menu, and he's like, so what do you want? And he's like, uh, you know, uh, maybe a junior bacon cheeseburger, and he's like, yeah, okay, go, yeah, get that. He's like, can I get a combo? He's like, yeah, get get a combo. Can I get a get a frosty? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, like, oh, boy, but that was it like he was like and he was like totally stoked and really thankful about it but like, that was like
1: his request was a combo and a frosty <laughs> man my guy sucked <laughs> that's nice i will say you, this Doug? he did have hmm? a very enlightening story about when he got arrested for kicking some pregnant woman in the stomach oh that, god that's what <laughs> <laughs> Don't choke wow. on your Evan Williams. So that's wow. when I started contemplating tucking, ducking, and Are rolling. Are you sure this wasn't Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> oh, no.
0: No, there uh, weren't any houseplants around. two weeks in a row we hey, about Harvey you know, Weinstein. Nobody
3: else seems to be talking about it on late night, so we're going to have to talk what, about it was he? No,
0: was he? Was he hitchhiking in a bathrobe and then offered you a massage? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I can neither confirm. nor I, I, I have to do a spit take on
1: that one. <laughs> right.
0: Uh, how about you, Donovan? Anything uh, happening in your week? So,
3: uh, one night I was, had a hankering for some Chinese food, uh, which isn't a bad thing, but I decided to go get Panda Express, which isn't the best thing when you're looking to get good Chinese food. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and,
0: they have some fresh stuff though. If you know what you're looking I don't for, know, man,
3: honestly, I had it, the worst. We'll follow. Well, I'll follow up. <laughs> this will be, that, that'll be the conclusion. You know, <laughs> <go>. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we're in the middle of, uh, the pavilions and they have this food court with the, uh, Panda express and I'm kind of standing there and I'm looking around and I see this guy walking. He's a tall guy. And, um, I look at him and I'm like, he looks familiar. And he's kind of looking around almost like in a weird way. Like, I hope nobody recognizes me. <laughs> okay. But I already recognized him as uh, TV's Jason Siegel from uh, <laughs> no uh, way. How I Met Your Mother. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And, Muppets. And Muppets. The whatever. Muppets <laughs> movie. Hey,
0: Muppets. Um, I saw, Lacey and I saw Jason Siegel also at a pavilions about three years ago. That's
3: what, okay well here's a question was he was he getting money out of the atm
0: no he was uh buying wine and uh okay okay and lacy kind of just cuz we're a huge how i met your mother fans he just she just kind of gave him a nod and he's just like hey how you doing and he just was just like Like I think, just kind of used to people recognize him. He's like towering. He's a huge, tall tall guy. guy, And I've seen him also once in Austin at the premiere of. uh, He was walking down the streets. He was there for the premiere of uh, Sarah Marshall years ago.
3: Yeah, it's funny. It's like he looked around, like he was getting money, and and it was it was kind of bizarre. Like he looked around, like he was like. Very self conscious. You think it was
0: a drug habit? You think he was trying to get some ATM for
3: some drugs? That actually, <laughs> I, I want to tell stories out of school, but <laughs> that was my first thought. I was kind of like, "Why are you here in my, in my neighborhood?" No. Um. Anyways, it was it was odd though. He walked around the store like the perimeter of the store, didn't buy anything, and then walked out. But he was very like, it didn't look like he was in a hurry. Um. So yeah, kind of weird. Um. Anyways, and to cap it all off, I had the worst allergic reaction to that, uh, Panda Express I've like ever had to anything in my life. It, it was making me sneeze. Like you'd think it would make, it made me like puff up, but I was sneezing as well. It was really bizarre. Did you have any like, like raw vegetables? I had shellfish. I mean,
0: I I had
3: the shrimp, but that's like, that usually doesn't. Anything, sometimes it could
0: develop later in life like for mm-hmm. me i love apples and i just had a crazy allergic reaction to one the other day yeah. and it's like a cross allergy apparently uh, okay, right? okay. where yeah. it's like your immune system interprets it as something else Whoa. you're allergic to that's similar and it's 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 protein makeup or whatever so Either if they way, have a,
1: an apple tree growing next to a house full of cats
0: <laughs> that would that, that that would be it that would be the end of me John if you wanted to take me out you have and now all of the listeners of the Gentleman's Cough Law podcast know how to kill Jordan Crowder don't sit under the apple tree with
3: anyone any but a
1: cat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um
0: have you guys seen this um I just saw this in the news today uh, sex robot uh, molested at a tech fair oh geez <laughs> um Apparently, there was. God. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I don't know if it's going to make the is final cut. Like the co- worst thing. The headline <laughs> in the New York Post was "Sex Robot Heavily Soiled by Barbarians at Tech Fair."
3: <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Barbarians is in. Uh... Quotes. What's the? He, what, mean, what, what, he what, means who, who, He means some attributed that. Some,
0: He means some some animalistic people. I would Apparently, say animalistic <laughs>
3: nerds. <bro>. Yeah. Looks <gasps> oh, well, like as if it's not
0: <laughs> creepy enough that uh, somebody would be into um, one of these uh, sex robots. Um, they had to uh, to go ahead and, and try and uh, and uh, and mount one. <laughs> At a public <laughs> tech fair. <laughs> oh, Wait, where was oh, Okay, let's
3: let's the uh, where was this uh where was this tech fair? Um, at? I
0: guess it was at um an Ars Electronica festival in the city of Linz. Linz. Linz, Spain. Which is Spain. Yeah, because the guy the inventors from Spain, I believe. Or and, no, no,
3: it wasn't in Spain. The company is based in oh, Barcelona. Is it? Okay.
0: Um and he, uh, yeah, he said that uh, apparently the, the doll had uh, broken fingers. Uh, um was he- <laughs> How do you
1: break the fingers? <laughs> heavily soiled. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs>
0: heavily soiled, and he has to send it back to Barcelona for uh, repair and, and cleaning. So... <laughs> uh, uh, Just burn hey, the
3: thing. Get what you paid for.
0: Yeah, I mean, why I even keep the thing around at that point, right? Am I right? I don't know. Why... Why? Who wants a secondhand <laughs> oh, doll of that nature?
3: No, <laughs> <laughs> so just uh, even firsthand. Why? <laughs> I think it's it's the why government's go
0: attempt there? to control people from ever having to leave the house. Probably. <laughs> <would>. Um. <laughs>
3: Oh, well we, well, we covered that one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love the by barbarians, though. Like, like you think barbarians, you think, like, goths, like, you know, visigoths, vandals, you know, all those good guys. But in reality, this was just a lot of, you know, tech virgins
0: out there. <laughs> all right. Well, that's enough. Let's uh, we're done. All right. Let's go to a little segment we like to call listener mail. why I say we'd like to call, I mean this is called that on every other show that does Listener Mail, right? No, that's original. It is? We're, we're the it first. Alright. <laughs> we should call it Mail, call, you mail know? call. Mail Call. Or like, mail Call. Or what was the, the the Camp Caribou in Canada? What do they have the, didn't they have a, a Mail Call, was it? No. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. had someone like that. No, Trace! Did you watch Camp Caribou? You're I a did. terrible Canadian. I, I did, I did. <laughs> I even
1: had uh, I think they released a comic book based on it. Oh really? Yeah. Was Wait, f-
3: was Camp Caribou that uh, uh, I can't even, I'm not even gonna try to remember this, but I think I saw it on 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 American uh, Nickelodeon at one point.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if it played, maybe it played in the US, but it was just like a TV show about camping, and they had these two characters, uh, two guys that would do all these crazy characters, and it was always about like being outdoors and stuff. Uh, never mind. It was pretty, ser- pretty silly. Oh, I yeah. was thinking of Survivor. Oh gosh, oh, this is not that. All right, let's let's read that first. Oh, we got a message from Patreon. Um, John, you want to read that first message uh, from Patreon?
1: All right, this one's from uh, Fred Monslau on Patreon. He says, "I'm happy to pay for this podcast. I request impression segment done by the hosts." Okay, that's oh, okay. very straightforward. Uh, okay, well, thanks, something Fred. to think
0: about. An impression segment, huh? Hmm. I guess we could do some impressions. I'm not very could, good yeah. at impressions. Mm. No. The, the only thing I could do is <laughs> <and> the real cosplay into my dick on the right. All right. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's <laughs> All right, let's go to some of these YouTube comments. Um Donovan, you read that first one. Uh this one is from
3: Lonely Island, which uh I assume it has to be the Lonely Island. <laughs> it's got to be. Uh, it says, I miss the horror friends. The horror friends. Oh, all right. I don't understand, but you oh, know. know. Uh, um, all right, so this happens frequently
0: time. on my YouTube channel. I made a short film slash sketch um, back in 2003 called Horror Friends, and it was a mock-up uh, sitcom, like kind of like Friends, with all the horror film, slasher film uh, villains hanging out playing poker. See. And this see. thing has like, I think it's like close to 5 million views or something now, which isn't a lot for YouTube. But literally every time I post a new video, I get one of these comments. I miss the Horror Friends and they (laughs) ask for new episodes. It was never meant to be a serial. It was a joke. Anyway, (laughs) thank you, though. I'm glad you appreciate Horror Friends. Even what is what is it like 15 years later? It's crazy. 15 years. Oh, my goodness. Let's not think about it. (laughs) How old are Are we? Uh, too old. Too old. Too old to be doing a podcast all right. for you. <laughs> um all right, I'll read this next comment. He says, I am so glad you guys are back. That's true. We were on hiatus for a little while. Um I miss you in a totally platonic way. When I get some monies, I will buy some swag to prove it. Oh well thank you, Justin oh, face. from Justin Hack. Smiley face. Yeah, thank you. We got Sweet. some swag. Some swag. What a hack! What a what a hack! We're what still hack. working on I'm those wooden ways. cereal
1: bowls too. So.
0: All right. All right. What does what's that last comment say there, Donovan? Uh, it's from Eric Butler, and it
3: says, "Used to tow to two 200... Wait, what? Used to tow. <laughs> <laughs> wait. <laughs> okay, wait. I'm gonna get through this. Used to tow to two hundred and fifty pound guy. <laughs> <laughs> he can't get through it. He can't do it. <laughs> wait, okay, wait. John Symphony is waiting. Used to tote a 250-pound guy on my back in prison. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Thought I'd join a fire, <laughs> fire team after four <laughs> years. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. After half a mile, <laughs> he'd start bitching about my razor-sharp shoulder. <laughs> Do you want me to finish? finish Wait, wait, wait. I got this. (laughs) After half a mile, he'd start bitching about my razor sharp shoulders and his nuts. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Good times. Good times. (laughs) Jordan Crowder and crew rocks like Metallica. Wait, is this the, uh, is this the Jaws author guy? No, it's not. Oh, oh man, I Eric don't know. completely caught me off guard.
1: I think that's my favorite comment so far. He's
0: he's talking about rucking, and I think he's you know, com- comparing. <laughs> Carrying a 250-pound guy is no, is no easy task. That's so nothing congr- to sneeze at. Congrats to you. Um, and, hey, maybe you're ready for rucking if you want to join us obviously next uh, March 16th you can there's a link in the show notes.
3: Wait Eric, if you are listening to this can you put this to music and make it our new theme song because that might be a, that might be a you know top of the charts you know it feels like it's got to have some brass uh, let's get some let's get Jay-Z to sing it I think it will make sense.
0: <laughs> All right let's uh, take a quick break and then we'll be back with John Sippity, the film director of uh, the documentary film, uh, The Dating Project. Scofflaws. I wanted to take a second to talk to you about Patreon. Um, now, if you've never heard of Patreon, basically, it's a platform for creators, for 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 patrons who are fans of a, a given creator to help support their creation. So, we have a Patreon page for the Gentleman's Golf Law Podcast. You could support the show for as little as a dollar an episode, which is like what? This is It's cheaper than a, than a Starbucks coffee, right? So maybe give up uh, one. Why does everyone always do that? They say it's cheaper than a cup of coffee. Okay, what, what else do you spend a dollar on? Uh, maybe, uh, you know, it's, it's cheaper than, uh, you know, buying, uh, you know, uh, Q-tips, you know? Maybe you don't need Q-tips for the month, you know? maybe this month you avoid q-tips right i don't know i mean i hear they're bad for you anyway but maybe maybe that's not true i I don't maybe, maybe don't sacrifice anything related to health um for for the dollar an episode but um patreon is great because uh you the patron also gets rewards for uh, joining the patreon so uh, examples of stuff that we have are extended interviews and outtakes stuff that gets cut out of the episode that you don't hear for time's sake because we try to keep a tight you know entertaining show and sometimes there is some gold that doesn't make the final cut so you get to listen to some of that Um, also you get uh, behind the scenes videos photos and bonus episodes. For example, we did a bonus episode at the Big Shave West, um, which was a lot of fun. So more of those type of things are coming, as well as monthly live video hangouts where you can interact with us in person, which is a lot of fun. We've done a couple of of free ones to test it out, and it's been a lot of fun. We get to talk with uh, the listeners in real time and get to know them, and uh, they get to ask questions, and it's it's always a good time. And here's the piece de resistance, is um, when we hit our our goal mark, we are launching a whole new movie review podcast, a gentleman's golf law movie review podcast, since, you know, we're we're all of us on the show are writers and filmmakers, and that's our background. We love movies. Um, we're going to go through a catalog of what we think are either gentlemen or scofflaw-esque movies. Um, so if you join, you'll get that show as well. Everyone who joins on Patreon at any one of the tiers, even at the dollar an episode, gets a free gentleman's scofflaw vinyl sticker which is super cool it's like a full color sticker you, could, you know it's uh, really sticky you could stick it on uh you know anything you want to stick it on also you'll get thanked on the air for your support so check out patreon.com gent scofflaw or you could go to gentlemanscofflaw.com and click the support link on our menu and it'll take you right there we look forward to seeing you on patreon and thank you for supporting the show. All right. I'm um, excited to have uh, this next guest, a uh, mutual friend, uh, but uh, Donovan knows him better. Um, uh,
3: yeah. We've worked on several <laughs> projects together and uh, we are, I, I would, I, I'm not tempted to say the best of friends because apparently that's not really in
0: anymore. So oh, I'm just going to
3: say we're, uh, we're, we're good friends. Oh, We'll, we'll have
0: we're to fact friends. check that with him. Uh, John Sippity, uh, filmmaker, uh, Director of the dating project. how you How you doing, man?
2: I am doing very well. Thank you guys for having me. And I can confirm. Mr. Fowler's comments. I'd, I'd go so far as to say, great friends. Actually. Oh,
0: okay, <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay,
3: okay. You're taking it to the next level. I'm getting a little uh, antsy Uh-oh. here. I don't Uh-oh. know. You guys
0: got to. You guys got well, we'll to. We're going to talk about this. We're going to have to have a talk. You after guys got to define the relationship. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if that'll come up, but uh, <laughs>
3: only if it happens within 90 minutes. You'll get that reference in like. Twenty minutes. All
0: right, let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about the dating project documentary. Um, it's I've seen clips of it. John seen uh, or Donovan seen all of it, yeah. and it's uh, it's very interesting. Let's talk about what it is and what was the genesis of this project.
2: So um, the dating project is a, well, very much a labor of love. Um, we started this film man, three years ago now. And, um, really the Genesis comes from my two incredible producers, um, Megan Harrington and Catherine Fowler sample now, um, which that's an interesting story as well. Uh, started the film single and is now married, but, um, that's an So in other
3: words, story. if you, if you want to uh, find somebody, just start making
2: a movie. That's, that's the, that's last <laughs> that that story. That's the thesis of our... No, I'm just kidding. Um, but it started a while back. It started a while back, and um, it really came from a big cry that Catherine and Megan were hearing, especially in their communities of, and just all over media, uh, in circles. Everybody, everybody seemed to be really frustrated with dating. Everybody was super frustrated with dating and how people are going about it. And um, they started to listen to that a bit more and do a lot of research. And it turned out it wasn't just people locally um, around them talking about it. It turned out everybody is really frustrated with it. And it's really interesting because um, one thing we touch on, but for the first time uh, really ever, um, 50% of America is single. And so they started to look into why is that? why are people so frustrated and and realizing that um dating has changed so much over the years and not all for the better um some for the better some for the worse and we really wanted to take a look at why is that and what does that look like now
0: well that's crazy I, it's funny because i was talking with lacy the other day what's like I don't know what I'd do if I had to go jump into the dating scene nowadays. Like it seems like it would you be probably such get effect. on Grinder or something. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like I mean, we met kind of non-conventionally <laughs> through like some pro- projects I was working on, and she reached out to me online, and then we met in person, all that stuff. But so, but conventionally, like asking somebody out on a date nowadays, like it, you know, there's it's 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 touchy. It seems I don't know. That's yeah, just my, there
3: seems to be a lot of pressure, like undue pressure on, uh, both sexes, you know, regarding like, I don't know, you know, it just seems like people, people get very self-conscious, uh, over, over everything. And that's why you, you, you see more like, you know, interaction through apps and, and stuff like that,
2: but
0: robots, yeah, what,
3: right. what are the kids are into <laughs> these days?
0: <laughs>
2: it was really interesting to find out that a lot of people aren't just frustrated with how dating is going and what dating looks like today and how things have changed. And, you know, the technology has changed and the way you can date has changed, but a lot of people just don't know how to date. Um, And that was one thing that was really interesting to find out along the way is that the whole model of it has, has just changed and, and a lot of people were kind of left confused by what that means. So when we started this project, we wanted to take a really comprehensive look at dating from, a lot of different points of view we wanted obviously male and female point of view um we wanted all around the country different cities what it looks like uh we wanted diversity we wanted to just get different cultural views and so we decided to incorporate that into the subjects that we followed we followed two subjects uh, a guy and a girl at boston college in their freshman year we followed a woman in her 20s and living in chicago we followed a woman in her thirties working and living in New York city. And then we followed a guy in his forties living in Santa Monica. And it was a really interesting, uh, group of people to ask a lot of the same questions to starting at the age of like 18 all the way to somebody in their forties and see what, what does that look like? Where is this discourse? Where is, how do these views change over time? But also um, generation to generation, And, you know, somebody who's 18 now at college, how is dating different than it was for somebody in their forties now who is 18. Um, and those were our subjects kind of exploring this topic of what is dating and what does that look like? But so we also followed a lot of, um, or we interviewed a, a couple different experts on dating as well. And one of the main experts we followed throughout this film was Carrie Cronin. She's a professor at Boston college. And, um, she's famous because she talks about dating and on a college campus turns out that's a very, very popular topic. And one (laughs) thing that Carrie Cronin does is she does this thing called the dating assignment. And this is fascinating. So in one of her classes, um, she would give her students this thing called the dating assignment. And it was originally when she gave it, you had to do it to pass the class, which <laughs> terrified <laughs> a lot of people. Um, but essentially what it is, is you have to ask someone out on a date in person. You can't text them, can't call them. You have to ask them out in person, which that already blows a lot of people's minds. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. And then on the date, there's some guidelines. The date has to be under 90 minutes during the daytime under $10, so a cup of coffee, ice cream, something like that. Uh, No physical interaction besides an A-frame hug. So shoulders in, butts out. Butts out. uh, (laughs) Butts out. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, no drugs or alcohol. And this way of dating, it, it kind of seems simple when you outline it like that. Yeah. But it kind of goes against everything that students in college are doing right now, but I think culture in general. And um, in the film, we we go through her class and we hear her giving the assignment and then we interview some of the students about, about that. And they are terrified by it. They're absolutely terrified about the idea of going up to somebody and asking them on, on a date. Yes. Um, and it's fascinating because through that through that process, we realized that there's this sense of, I think, vulnerability that's been lost when you have to go up to somebody in person and say, Hey, will you go on a date with me? That's different than if you are at a party in the dark and you don't know who they are. There's, there's this almost sense of fake vulnerability that's lost. And, um, it's just a really, really fascinating assignment.
3: Well, and I'd imagine, like, intimacy as well. I mean, it's like there is there is something, like, I mean, in order to sort of eventually become, like, intimate with somebody, you have to, like, kind of be a little upfront with them about the fact that, hey, I'm attracted to you, you know, like... Uh you know, you want to get a cup of coffee. I mean, it's like, then you're not, uh, I feel like so much of the time people are dancing around the issue. And that's why you have like a lot of, um, like our, our good friend, Brett McKay over at art of manliness wrote like an article that called like how to stop hanging out with women or something like that. And that's like a
0: video about that back when I worked for them. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And and
3: it's like, it's like, that's a tendency, a tendency amongst young men these days, because I think like they're afraid, like, well, how, like, how's this going to make me look? Am I, going to fall flat on my face, you know, when in reality, like taking that risk, like to actually, um, ask somebody out and, and sort of almost make that investment is actually the best thing you could build a relationship on. Um, so I, 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 that was one thing I definitely took away from, from the whole, from, from the doc. Um,
0: it's funny when I think about dating in school, in college, most of my interactions, at least asking women out on dates were through text or in elementary school was through a note in their desk <laughs> or something like that. Like it was never like a face to face asking someone. Cause really that's, that's a terrifying idea. I, I, I think I asked most of
3: my dates to dances out, like by leaving like something on their doorstep. And I remember once uh, a dog like popped out at me from their gate and I fell in the bushes,
2: <laughs> I still, I was like, I'm not sticking around. <laughs> I'm
3: getting the hell out of That's here. That's what you
0: get. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, That's well, yeah. And one thing that oh. Carrie Cronin tries to do with the assignment, which I think is kind of fascinating, is she tries to teach people that dating isn't as big of a deal as people make it out to be. I think that yeah. in our heads, it's like, okay, if I call this a date, if I am intentional about this, it means something so much bigger. Than it actually is and the reason why she puts the rules on this of keeping it under 90 minutes, all this stuff is just so you can get to know somebody. You can have like an actual interaction and realize that the more simple you keep dating, especially in the beginning, the more simple it becomes. And you realize that, well, breaking up isn't a big deal if we're not super involved and, um, You know, it just, it simplifies the process. It allows you to get to know somebody before engaging into a relationship with them. And um, it's really interesting because we, some of the students that had asked people on a date through this process, they were beaming, not even going on the date, like going and asking. There was one student, um, (laughs) he wasn't one of our subjects, but he was in the class. And this was, there's a little behind the scenes fluke that you guys get. Get yeah, some insider knowledge inside on baseball. We were, yeah. So hold this tight. Um, we were doing an interview with someone and we saw one of the students from Kerry Cronin's class running across the quad. And he was just super excited. And we're like, oh, hey, you know, <laughs> what's going on? And he did like a little stand up interview with us. And he's like, I just asked a girl on a date. And he's like smiling ear to ear. And he's like, he like, can't even get the words out because he can't stop <laughs> grinning. Was this the guy and,
3: who was who like, my head's about to like explode or something yeah, like that? Yeah. Yeah and, yeah.
2: and he's like, you know, this is a better feeling because in, in college, the big thing is the hookup culture. And so he was yeah. talking and he's like, this is, I can't even, you know, I just asked her on a date. This is the best feeling ever. He's like. Um, I haven't even been on the date yet, but I can tell you that asking someone on a date is way better than you know anything. And you realize, way like, way better than a robot. Yeah, well, and that's what Call that's back. where we segue it into the film. No, I was kidding, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Blade Runner twenty forty nine.
2: But yeah, yeah, it's just a really fascinating.
0: Yeah, I mean, how has this kind of Hookup culture affected the dating world. I mean, you probably, I, you know, cover that in the documentary, but I, I mean, you see it everywhere on TV and film and stuff. That was never my world. I was always interested in, in like actually dating, but I had many friends that were just like hooking up all the time, and it's like that's got to create some bad habits.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're right. It <laughs> definitely does. <laughs> Yeah, well, the, the thing about the hookup culture, the reason why it's so popular and prevalent is because it's, it's kind of like a cheap imitation of the real thing. It's one thing that we found through doing this documentary is that what everybody wants is to know someone and to be fully known. Everybody wants meaningful relationships where they're validated. And what the hookup culture does is for a moment, it takes all these parts of you and it says, for this moment, whatever we're doing, I'm validated by you. But it's not validating who you are. It's validating you and I are each getting something quick. We're getting affirmation. And then you realize that in the hookup culture, there's a numbness that builds up and you're focused on being affirmed by your appearance, being affirmed by what you can do. And not being affirmed by who you are, so a lot of people leave the hookup culture, not knowing who they are. And after a while, um, they don't know how to date because all they're used to is the hookup culture. They don't know how to be affirmed as a as a person rather than as a thing. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. it's kind of like going to like McDonald's for like a hamburger instead of like going to like a good like steakhouse that like does some good like you know real burgers yeah you just feel crappy afterwards like oh man i'm so hungry i'm just gonna stop by mcdonald's and (laughs) and then you're just like think about the worst
3: worst advertisement (laughs) for mcdonald's this podcast has ever
0: done
3: (laughs) want to feel like you're uh, a cheap piece of trash why don't you go to mcdonald's
0: Or Burger King, or, or one of those
3: things. Just be, as long as it's not Wendy's, because you know that homeless guy that we talked about earlier. He really appreciated that Wendy's. He did. He Everybody did. knows Wendy's is the is the is tops. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Anyways, getting back on track. <laughs> getting back to dating. Got lost in the fast food world there for a little bit. It's been known to happen to me. Um, so, uh, John, can you tell us a little bit about um, the filmmaking process in the, in this regard? Like, I mean, you and I and Jordan are or we're all in the film industry, John who, Goodman, who knows what he's into these days. <laughs> he's, no, he's, but he's dabbled. He's, he's dabbled and he he's, he's, in a, uh, he's a connoisseur of, 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 cinema. But, um, I mean, you know, the film uh, process for those who don't know what, what kind of goes into making a doc like
2: this? Um, every ounce of your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the thing about, uh, so the real answer, um, Making a documentary is uh, its a whirlwind. It's definitely a labor of love because you start with an idea like dating and it's massive and you want to get a good look at it. So this process of filming, you're, you end up with hundreds of hours of footage. You sit down and um, our approach for this is, I really wanted each of these characters, I wanted to get to know them like it was a relationship. I wanted to get to know them and build a trust because we talk about a lot of dating in general is a very personal thing, but we did interview after interview after interview over time. And we really did build a relationship. Um, And so this, this process was definitely um, an involved one. And, And I'd say just from a documentary point of view, that's kind of how a lot of, a lot of it goes is you have to build like a relationship. You you really do have to build a trust and be willing to sacrifice and put a lot of time. And so for the dating project, we did so many interviews with, with each of them and um, found that we ended up not using a lot of stuff, even if it was really good sound bites, because you want to, uh, there needs to be a genuineness to your characters. And I yeah, think that... you,
3: you interviewed me and, and I wasn't in there. So,
2: you too uh, what, Donovan gave to, us what the happened? Best, uh,
3: no, actually Jordan, I remember okay, Donovan
2: and Jordan gave us the best, <laughs> best but it was just too good. It's too good of advice.
3: I remember you interviewing me and, um, yeah, our, our friend, David, the, the DP had the brilliant idea of of or I think that you and he, he collaborated on this but that like every interview would be set at the same height so it would yeah. like it would all match like frames like you could cut <laughs> from one interview to the other and it wouldn't be jarring and unfortunately i mean you guys know, I'm a pretty tall guy. I mean, I don't need <laughs> to brag, but I'm a pretty That's tall guy. That's why you got cut out. So I, uh, I remember it was uh, it was, uh, it was, a it was a late, uh, uh, October night, much like tonight and it was hot. And, uh, I That's remember rare. being asked these questions about dating and I was trying to give the most philosophical answers I could
0: while basically squatting
3: like squatting, it was very odd. It was very awkward. I was like squatting, and I was giving the answer so that I could so that I could fit into the frame. But there was just sweat <laughs> pouring down my face and into my shirt, and I was just like, "There's no way this is making the final cut. I'm done here. I'm done. Give me my crafties, and I'm, I'll, I'll go. I'll
0: go. I'll just go." I, I will say though, for uh, I I always hate to say for a documentary, but. The, the film is shot beautifully because a lot of documentaries can be, not all of them, but some of them could just be kind of nitty gritty to just get the information in. Sure, yeah. And it's like these all the shots and everything is just super well composed and very visually compelling, which I, I think is great. I mean, it makes it so, I mean, it's already interesting subject matter, mm-hmm. but then you add that on top of it, it's like uh, the cherry on the cake.
2: <laughs> well, thanks, yeah, no. And that, uh, so our RDP DP David Bolin is a master. And yeah. one thing him and I collaborated on really early on was crafting a look for this film that, um, was worthy of the subject because I agree a lot of documentaries, um, you can kind of just, it's like, Oh, this is a good story. Let's just tell it. But we were definitely fortunate enough to be able to have some control. And, and also our, everybody we were working with the producers, Megan and Catherine and, um, you know, on the production side, they were super trusting when we we're like, mm-hmm. you know, we got to do this or this. And everybody had a, a really big heart to make this thing, you know, look, look the way it needed to look.
3: Yeah. Well, it paid off. Yeah. yeah. You just have to look at the poster. Just look up the poster. and yeah. it's, it's like beautiful.
0: Yeah. Uh, beautiful shots. It looks like a Richard Linklater movie from the poster. I'm like, "Oh, that's no, this is a documentary." Oh boy, uh, uh, a <laughs> dating project. Um,
3: uh so uh so John, tell us um what surprised you the most um about relationships in general while making this doc or just about dating. I mean, I I feel like you know, everybody has their takeaway, but being the director and being sort of exposed to all the subject matter, what would you say was kind of the one thing that surprised you the most about it?
2: Yeah. Uh, good question. A a lot definitely surprised me in the dating world. I would say, I I think one thing that really surprised me was, um, realizing how similar we all are. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you think about dating or relationships, it is, it's daunting it's a huge subject. It's who am I going to date? Who am I going to spend my life with? When am I going to settle down all this stuff? But we interviewed, I mean, we had five subjects, but we also did man on the street interviews. We did dozens and dozens and dozens of interviews. And you just realize that everybody, for the most part, people want fulfilling relationships. And I think that, um, that wasn't so much as a, a surprise, but an affirmation that, this topic is important to talk about. I think it also surprised me that not a lot of people feel comfortable talking about dating. You know, we'll, we'll talk about the hookup culture. We'll talk about things like that, but not a lot of people feel comfortable saying, I want a meaningful relationship. I want somebody that I can be myself with. And, and that really surprised me um, because it is a lot more comfortable to kind of be like, I don't care. You know, it'll happen when it happens. Um, When you really sit down and talk with somebody for 40 minutes, um, people are like, yeah, no, I want want somebody that loves and cares for me. Another thing that surprised me at Boston College is the college students were the most open to dating. And, you know, when you think about college campuses, a big thing that's prevalent is definitely the hookup culture. And I thought that's just because that's what people wanted to do. But it really surprised me because we talked to so many college students and they legitimately have just been not, they just don't know what dating is. Mm -hmm. So the Mm -hmm. hookup culture, it, it almost feels like to them, they say, well, this is just how, how it goes. Like, what is the other option? So Carrie Cronin every year, in addition to her class, she does a campus wide dating talk. And we were there in February and there was a blizzard. There was like probably five feet of snow on the ground. It was like a national emergency blizzard, but she had this dating talk. And um, we were in this gym and the, the gym was packed. I think, I think there was 1,100 students in a gym or in an auditorium that could hold nowhere near that. There's people sitting on the stairs. There's people sitting on each other's laps. There's people mm-hmm. lined up outside of the fire escape where they couldn't even see her just so that they could hear about dating. And wow. you just really realized that there was this, there was a sense of nobody feels like they can talk about it, but they want to hear about it. People want wow. to know how to date. Wow.
3: Well, and what better way of like, I think like if somebody had given me that assignment in, in college, like I would have, like snapped it up immediately, I would have been like, yeah, best homework ever, you know, like, but especially just given the fact that you're, that you're right, that like, it's almost like uh young, y- young people, the, the risk of making myself sound old, um, young people these days, it's like, they don't really know, like, they don't have so much of a compass with, uh, with what to do when it comes to to that subject, mm. and I mean, if somebody like had a class on it, like you bet I'd be there, you know, yeah. like to to learn about it and to actually, you know, be given an excuse to go out and and kind of do it the old fashioned way, as they say.
0: Well, it's kind of like it's a little bit off subject, but the fact that like most colleges, you learn about certain subjects for your degree, but you don't ever really learn that much like about things that are important to life like, yeah. other than your like experiences or whatever but like financial kind of like budgeting that kind of stuff is a thing you don't really learn in college dating you don't learn like at, like actual well, communication <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it's and, like, and i mean these that's are all real, things I, you should learn i
3: feel like i mean like dating it's like okay it's the <laughs> biological imperative i mean it's like yeah the, it's when you boil it down it's basically yeah. like you know, what are, what are human beings supposed to do? It's like, we're supposed to like eat, sleep, survive and, and get together with other human beings and advance the race.
0: You've been so watching a lot of uh, discovery channel, haven't you? Yeah. You know, I got that <laughs> David
3: Attenborough, just,
2: just his, his loop of a monologue in my mind. <laughs> Another really interesting thing that we learned on, through this process was that this wasn't just about dating relationships, that, it was about relationships in general, the way that I interact with my family or my friends or myself. Um, healthy relationships are at the core of any dating relationships. And I think that oftentimes we're looking out rather than realizing like, wow, I've got some stuff I need to work on, mm-hmm. or there might be something here that I need to fix. Because if I can have a great relationship, I know how to treat my brother or my sister or my best friend you're going to know a lot better how to treat the person that you're going to date one day too. And I think it really comes back to that sense of respect and self-worth.
0: So, um, I mean, you talk about how you had a lot of experts on the documentary, but you probably have become an expert in the process of making this film. What advice would you have for our single listeners that are looking into hopping into the, the dating world, getting their feet wet?
2: One thing I would say to people listening, um, is that through this process of talking with our subjects, talking to the experts, talking with people on the street, it is that one thing that people struggle with is self-worth, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are trying to date, the biggest boost of self-confidence is knowing that people like being asked out on dates. Mm-hmm. That that we all have self-worth and I think dating is really scary, but knowing that everybody is scared about it makes it a little easier to dive into it. So the advice that yeah. I would give to someone is do the dating assignment. Ask someone on a date because if somebody says no, that's fine. There are billions of people in the world and not everybody is going to say no. Just make
3: sure that you stick to that A-frame hug because, yeah. you know, we all know how babies are made. <laughs> Six, <laughs> Six <you>. inches. <laughs>
0: If people want to find out more about the documentary, how can they do that?
2: So, if people want to find out more about the film, they can go to www.thedatingprojectmovie.com. and we have the trailer. We have a list of festivals we're going to be at. You can sign up to get updates um, when it's going to be released. You can. We're we're going to be at a the Heartland Film Festival in oh, about that's a week awesome. and a half. Yeah, and so you can buy tickets to that. Any Indiana listeners, come on down. Check it out at the Heartland Film Festival.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a great film festival. They've been around for a while. They do some good work.
2: They do it right.
3: They do. Those Indiana people, am I right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Come on down. Salt of the earth, those Indiana people.
3: I have no knowledge of Indiana people. I'm so sorry to all our Indiana listeners. (laughs) Just... You guys do NASCAR, right? I suppose. All right, that, you, you just you
0: just defending everyone I'm this sorry. episode. I'm so Donovan. sorry. Uh, you're kicked off. No, no more podcasts for you. And my microphone <laughs> is up. Uh, thank you, John, for coming on, and we'll have to have you on for future projects. I want to see you know what you do with uh, you know as a director going on from here.
2: Yeah, well, I really loved being on, and I would love to come on in the future. Um, yeah, really excited to talk about this project and looking forward to people seeing it. Hey,
0: this part of the show is brought to you by Phoenix Shaving. If you like to shave and you are a man or a woman, I mean, some some women are hairy. And that's all right. That's okay. No judgment. But if you, uh, you're you a guy that likes to shave and appreciates the finer things in life, go to GentlemanScofflaw.com slash shave. That link helps support the show. And you could check out some of Douglas Smythe's amazing shaving soaps. Aftershave colognes, you'll be blown away at all the stuff he has. Sense for days. He is like the Walter White of artisan soap making. He's got this lab basically there in in Phoenix, Arizona, where he uh, creates his soaps and, and he cures them. It's an independent business. You're not giving your money to all those guys that are ripping everybody off with razors. Right now, you can get some wet shaving starter packs. So it has everything you need to get started wet shaving. You know, you can get a, sets that have the safety razor, the brush, the soap, the aftershave, tons of great scents to pick from. I've mentioned before, one of my favorites is Tombstone. Also, they have Sundown, which is like a classic barbershop scent. Um, they've got uh, Cavendish, which smells like, like pipe tobacco, which is amazing. I tell you, I've been using this stuff and I don't get any razor burn or razor bumps anymore. This stuff is amazing, especially the aftershave. It just removes all irritation, bumps, redness. It's like I've never looked so dapper in my life, and that's thanks to Phoenix shaving. So go to Gentleman'sGolfLaw.com slash shave and stop being a slave to the cartridge razor shave. All right. Um another uh, great uh, guest there with uh, the best the sip, the best of guests. Did he go by the Sip? I feel yeah, like that actually, would Actually, be...
3: you know, we do we do call him Sip, sip. or uh, you okay. know. Uh, if you're very special in his life, Sippy
0: Cup. So, <laughs> no, Cup, I prefer Sip I'm sure I'm sure he <laughs> loves that not going out call... onto the airwaves. Um you know what time it is, guys? It's time to announce our winner of the Phoenix Shaving Aftershave and Cologne giveaway. Hey All right, let's uh let's get a little drum roll going. I can't hold my right now. And the winner of the Black Bot Aftershave is Baby Baby Nomeo. Oh, I like I get it. it, right? Isn't there like a? I like it. Was it
3: the Baby reference Nomeo? to Baby uh, Romeo? I don't think it's, it's a reference like, to it's anything. Not like Little Romeo.
0: That's what I was thinking. Little Romeo. Maybe it's
3: maybe maybe he's getting creative.
0: Baby Romeo. All right, you win this. Uh, keep an eye out for a message from us. Um, trying to get your address to send this to you. Yeah. Um, and next week we are giving out a. Uh, what were we? We're giving out a. It's called First, First Do. Do. What does that smell like, Donovan? It smells
3: like. Oh, wow. Uh, that is Spanish moss, hydrosol, rose water, um, and other things. But it, uh, it smells like if you just rescued a very pretty lady from a burning building and oh, uh, you, you had a healthy dose of musk and, uh, smoke about oh, you.
0: There there you go. <laughs> yeah. And, and it
3: is a, uh, aftershave and cologne that is endorsed by the national, fallen firefighters foundation i
0: think that if you purchase that cologne i think they give two dollars of every purchase to that association a very worthy purchase They're very worthy and calls. you know what?
3: actually i think this is going to be my next cologne when i finish up the uh that um other bottle that i have because <laughs> the smell is great and it's always good to support the first responders
1: there you go all right so i'm still on in cad and you know i like it so much i'm afraid to try something new oh huh. Well,
3: Sounds like uh, you got some. Uh, it's both a
1: good and a bad thing. Yeah, you got to grow, John. Just gotta you got to step out. But you also got to know what you like, right? That's yeah. a, that's that's a conundrum. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> all right. And if people want to support the show, John, where can they do that? How can they do that? There's Patreon and there's our merch shop where we're still working on our, uh, you know, adding new items here and there. We got the flasks and the T-shirts and the uh, the spoons and such. And the buttons and the mugs um. so if you're, you're just
0: in, in that stuff and the po- and get some in the jello <laughs> the pudding in the Dennis Kavla podcast Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. that's how every Bill Cosby impression is going to end now guys we are getting you know off the politically it's, correct
3: rails here it's the moonshine tonight it
0: is the, the moon moonshine shine. it's yeah. that little red
3: bottle it's that wonder bread soaked in scotch Justin
0: Hilden he was I think he was trying to trying to frame us for something maybe I think he's trying set us
3: up all right i hear
0: the cops Um, going up the stairs right now all right uh john you are a gentleman and a scoff my friend you guys are too donovan you are a gentleman and a scoff my friend thank you and drink responsibly and you guys have a great week this has been the gentleman scofflaw podcast follow us on twitter facebook and instagram subscribe on itunes or your favorite podcatcher Visit us on the
2: interwebs at gentlemanscofflop.com
0: Captain says his ass on the river We ain't getting home if we don't break through So damn cold I can't help but shiver Rising
3: Shine we got
0: work to do hey!